0: Grab your Carhartt and slip on your cowboy boots. It's time to listen to For Goat's Sake. Please note that the information on this podcast is not meant to replace the advice or diagnosis of trained professionals. Be sure to consult your local veterinarian for any medical advice. And make sure to check us out and give us a like or follow on Facebook and Instagram at Cow Creek Farms MT or on our website at www.cowcreekfarmsmt.com. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to the first episode and tuning in to the second one of For Goat's Sake, A City Girl's Guide to Farm Life and Her Herd of Goats. Appropriately, I'm sitting in the barn right now with a couple of the herd goats. I have Strawberry, Mooney, Doodle, groovy and goldy with me right now. We're kind of just hanging out. I'm getting ready to do some pregnancy checks on five of my does who have been bred. Um, So just waiting for my help to come out so that I can do the blood draws. It's such an exciting thing and it's so nerve-wracking to wait because it adjusts our schedule for the year so we want to make sure that we have kind of an idea and that's why we send the blood draws in of when our does are going to be due um, so that we can plan around make sure we're super prepared make sure the nursery is all ready and that we have the appropriate things that we need for that time. Uh, Today I want to talk about Preparing to get a goat. So if you've decided that you have some land and you'd like to get some goats, whether it be for milk, um, for meat, for pets, for clearing forage, um, this is the episode for you to listen to. So number one thing that you need for goats is land and space, obviously, Uh, for them to roam, goats graze. Ours do, uh, especially in the summer and the spring when the grass is up, there's no snow and it's not raining because they are big babies. with nigerians if it is raining they are sugar and they melt and they are terrified of the rain but i'm not sure if the other goats are i know my goats which are majority majority of them are nigerian dwarf goats do not like the rain Uh, so make sure you have the space for them make sure you have shelter for them that's extra important whether you're in a warmer climate or a cooler climate it's important that they have the appropriate shelter Uh, So, for our goats, when we first started out with Henrietta and Paulina, we had my stepdad built a shelter. It's about uh, four by, I want to say seven, maybe a little bit bigger, fully enclosed uh, so they can get out of whatever weather there is. Um, There's a full door for it, and we put lots of bedding down for them. So, I normally put down um, some PDZ, and then to make sure... There's not too much moisture. And then I do pine shavings and then I'll do a layer of straw as well. Um, If you feed in the shelter, it's your choice where you want to feed. Uh, Sometimes there'll be a bit of waste that will come out and kind of start building up the bed floor. That's fine. I choose to clean mine out normally about once a week uh, right now in the fall. In the winter, it'll change a little bit because there's a theory or like a a theory, a practice called deep bedding, D-E-E-P, uh, in which you consistently put layers down and the bedding, accu- as the bedding accumulates, more warmth accumulates. Um, so I'll start doing that mostly in our outdoor shelters and probably a little bit in our stalls, not as much, uh, just because I want to make sure that the stalls are as clean as possible and they are obviously in the barn, so they're a little bit more uh, warmer just because of the shelter itself. So obviously you want to make sure you have a water source and you want to look into what type of food you're going to feed. For my farm, we are a Greener World certified and animal wellness certified farm. uh, And we specifically don't feed grain uh, to our goats. So our goats are on alfalfa for most of the time, grass and then grass hay as well. We give them black oil sunflower seeds as treats and we also give them alfalfa pellets and then sometimes when I have a doe who has kitted and needs a little bit more weight put it back on her because her milk production and her babies are taking a lot out of her I'll add in some beetroot pulp as well which I normally soak I recommend the Purina brand for that one Uh, it's outstanding and I really like the consistency of it it's not uh, chalky or dusty so That's the piece that I look for for food to make sure it's not chalky, dusty, make sure your hay doesn't have any mold in it, um, and make sure that your goats are getting the best food possible. We also like to give them little treats like carrots and sometimes they'll have apples or broccoli. Bananas are a huge one. I was milking a doe one time and as she was on the milk stand with the machine going, I was eating a banana and I turned away to grab something from the table and she had stretched her neck long enough to grab my banana out of my hand. And it was hers. <laughs> I was not taking that banana back, so shelter, land, make sure you look for a good vet it 's important that you find a vet that will accept goats because not every um, every vet clinic will we 're very lucky where we are that we have a large animal vet. We have a couple actually in the area, but our main vet has a lot of experience with goats. So we're very lucky that I have that person to call if there's an emergency, if I have to bring a goat up to see her, or even if I have a question about a goat um, or about treatment that I can do at my farm, I'm able to call her and say, you know, so-and-so did this. Um, This is what my plan was. Do you have any other suggestions? Most of the time we do keep... um, certain goat medications on hand just so if those situations arise we're able to treat as quickly as possible but there obviously are some treatments that need to come from the vet Uh, so we make sure that we have a good vet client uh, privilege and relationship between the the group of us here so myself and my family and then our vet uh, who's about 20 minutes away and we keep that relationship strong and conversation flowing because she's outstanding and has just been wonderful with all the treatments of our goats that we've had to take in this year. Mind you, we don't have to go in that often. It's just, we had a couple of cases that uh, just needed some extra attention and some extra support from the vet. So that is super important to find a good vet or at least a vet that will take a goat, but a good vet is the most important to get. Uh, Also, if you can, and you're interested in having goats long-term, You're looking to build a program, find a mentor. There are a lot of outstanding breeders out there, and my family and I most certainly did not get to the point that we're out now without a couple of mentors, without a couple of people to balance ideas off of, without friends who are also in the same boat. Um, So there's an outstanding vet, well, not vet, goat (laughs) community out there on Facebook, and there's goat tips and tricks. And then you can also look at the specific groups to do with your type of goat, your breed of goat. Uh, what purpose you want to do with your goat. I think it's nice that we can learn off of each other because everyone has so much experience, and sometimes when you go into these groups, there's so much information, you can get a bit overwhelmed. But if you look carefully and you use the search bar, oftentimes you can find people are experiencing very similar things. So make sure you keep an eye on your goat's health, and then if you have any questions, take a quick search, and if it's not there, ask. Why not? That's the only way you're going to learn. These people are more than happy to help, so... Why not ask? Uh, Another important thing that we have on our farm, fresh water. Obviously, it's important to have consistently give goats fresh water. They are ruminants, uh, so water helps, obviously, with the digestion process, just like a human. They do get moisture and water from other sources as well, but it's nice to have a bucket of water uh, free and ready for them to utilize. Thermometer. I know it's difficult to get thermometers right now, or it's getting a little bit easier because of COVID, uh, but a thermometer is a very important tool to have on your farm. Um, It's good for when you see a goat who's not feeling well or a goat kid that's not feeling well, especially if in the case that you do need to go to a vet or you do need to consult a mentor about what's happening with your goat to take their temperature. Take a temp see what's happening. Normally goats range from 101.5 to 103.5. It's kind of the goat range below that. They're they're cold. Above that, they have a fever. So temperature is normally a good indicator of what could be happening within a goat. Um, I'm not a a vet and I don't claim to be a vet. So please don't take any medical advice uh, from me. Make sure you develop that client Uh, vet privilege relationship so that you can have a person to talk to about medical instances with your goats. But I do normally, if I see a goat that is acting off under the weather, maybe has diarrhea, maybe it's just not not your goat, take a temperature. Make sure you use uh, some Vaseline on the tip of it though. It makes it a much more pleasant experience for everyone involved. So I take a temp, and then if it's, again, on either side of those spectrums, if it's lower... Um, especially if it's a kid and you notice they're not eating. So, if it's below the normal temperature, make sure you warm that kid up first. Uh, things I've seen, um, you can use a hair dryer, obviously not directly on the kid, but around the air with the kid. Um, some people put towels in the dryer, warming them up, and then we'll wrap the towels around the kid. Um, sometimes heating pads, just slowly warming them up so it's not a shock to their system, but starting to warm them up to a point where they're back at the 101.5. area, um, because then they're able to process the food. If their rumen gets too cold, they won't process the food, and it just will be sitting in their rumen and won't be digested properly, which could lead to more issues with the goat. Even if they're a full size goat, too, you want to make sure they're at the appropriate temperature. If they're too hot, that's when I tend to call my vet and kind of talk to them about things. Um, There are a couple treatments I may try first or pre-treat before I call the vet, but. Definitely, heat is a worry. Um, obviously, when people get too hot or when goats get too hot, you can get to a point um, where their brains won't work properly anymore. What else? Hmm. A good food supplier. I know I talked about food previously, but a good food supplier is really important because that's where you're going to get your product from. You want to make sure you're getting the best product you can. Um, and developing a good relationship with them. We have an outstanding feed store here in town, or we have a couple um, called Lakeland Feeds. And the people there are wonderful, very knowledgeable so when we have questions or when we're looking for certain products sometimes they're able to recommend things for us or uh, they're able to tell us how the quality of certain products are or when they're coming in which is always nice especially when people are looking for first cut of hay everyone's always waiting 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 and excited so one other piece I wanted to add to this segment and this episode is an interview with my mom uh, so she can talk to us about why she decided to get goats and how she prepared the farm um, with her and my stepdad as I wasn't directly here yet but I thought it'd be a good little chance since we are on an hour-long drive home from an appointment to interview her and listen to what she has to say. So I'm here with my mom on our drive. We're heading back down our valley. We're about 20 minutes away from home. So I figured it'd be a great opportunity to talk to my mom, Barb. Say hi, mama. Hi. About how she got us started with goats and how goat math happened on our farm. So mom, what made you decide to get Henrietta and Paulina?
1: Well, when Rob and I moved down here, we decided because we had a piece of property now that um, we would look at getting chickens and perhaps some sheep or some goats. And we started to just explore the goat aspect and saw an ad on Craigslist and for Paulina and Henrietta and decided that we would get them. Oh,
0: What did you guys do on the farm to prepare for the coming of the goats?
1: Well, first of all, we had to fence. We had to have the whole area fenced. So when we uh, first got there, it was T-posts and wire, electric wire, because the people before us had horses and we have goats are notorious for getting away so we had to have our property fenced so we brought in professional fencer to to take care of our property and we fenced our whole upper field that was the first thing that we did um, yeah and Rob built a the goathead chalet and we got a, a tank for water and a feeder Awesome. And how did you decide to continue going into Nigerian Dwarfs as we have now? Well, it actually happened by accident because we decided that we were going to get uh, some sheep. So we got a hold of uh, an advertisement. The woman was advertising sheep and uh, I went down to meet with her and, and look at these three sheep. And at the same time, she I was talking to her about goats and I had mentioned that we had two goats and found out that she was uh, breeding goats as well Nigerians and I spoke to her about it and she uh, talked to me further about what why she had decided to get into goats and it seemed like something that it would be good to sort of add to our farm to see where where we would go now the other thing that she did to sweeten it all was this dough had been bred so I was thinking oh great well the other two aren't bred and I did not apply goat math to sheep math and <laughs> um, and so we ended up I thought it would be fun to have babies and that's how it all started. And now we have how many goats? I think we only have 30 Nigerians we probably have under 40 goats right now.
0: Yeah, I think we're at about 36, if my goat math
1: is correct. Yeah, we've been as high as 60. Yeah, during kidding season. Yes. And are you excited about this year's kidding season? I think it'll be interesting because it'll be something we've, we're really starting to define what we're trying to, to produce here at our farm. And um, our first kidding season was quite by accident, you know. Uh, considering that ken got every one of our does save for a few save for a few and uh this time this is uh, planned kidding mm-hmm. so uh to actually see what we get out of what we're what we're we're, we're going to get out of our planned breedings and what they're going to look like it'll be interesting yeah
0: yeah we've definitely spent quite a few hours planning and replanting and comparing our pedigrees to see what we want to produce as far as dairy structure, the goats overall per or self as well as our milk production. What is one goal you have for
1: our farm next year in 2021? Everybody healthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a, a lot of it is just to, to uh, continue to um, produce Good breeding stock uh, develop a name for ourselves so that we can continue to sell goats, which in turn will fund our farm, which is ultimately what we want to do. I mean having you sell as many as you did this year to color our herd, which we had to, um, but it enabled to us to um, buy you know ten tons of hay, which is huge uh, so I'd like to continue along those lines there,
0: yeah, definitely and putting making the farm. Self-sufficient. yeah self-sufficient. that's exactly what I was looking, the word I was looking for will
1: definitely be a, a fun challenge for next year. Well, particularly too, because we want to continue to have our certification as being grass-fed as well as humane uh, and just uh, continue along those lines since since having a farm that has we are the only farm in Montana that has those two certifications yep. and continue along those lines there is important to me. Uh, it does set us apart we can't really bank on it as of yet but I do believe in the future if we continue to develop our does and our does can you know get to three and four and five m's I think five m is going to be the sort of sweet spot and carry that all along with us I think that'll be something that will differentiate us from the other farms out there
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially since we are, like you said, uh, AGW certified and humane certified for animal wellness on our farm. It'll be interesting to see how our does produce when they're on specifically this feed and have been born on our farm. Uh, just to preface too, uh, when mum was referencing M's, the American Dairy Goat Association awards stars for goats in their dairy production. So often when you see, if you're looking at a registered doe and she has a three-star M or a two-star M, that refers to uh, their milk stars and what generation they are. So if they're a three-star, it means their uh, dam and their grand dam were both starred. If you see a buck with a buck star, it often means that their sire carries a buck star as well as their dam
1: carries a milk star so it carries down to them the other thing that I want to mention is that Emma and I are very big onto education Um, Emma's taken several courses through Langston which has enabled her to get a dairy goat certificate Uh, I'm in the midst almost at the end of my dairy goat certification for herd management and it's it's something that The more education we have, the more knowledge we have behind us will help us with our practical applications as well.
0: Yeah, that's definitely helped, especially coming down here, kind of when the herd is in the middle of growing about animal husbandry in general and looking after everyone because it has allowed me and mom to open our eyes to um, different ailments that could come to our goats and also how to prepare, especially for this coming winter um, and the snow and the cold a little bit more better as well. Anything else
1: to add? No, I, I, no? I think i good right <laughs> That's good. <now. laughs>
0: awesome. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to add before we end today, while we do have Nigerian goats and they have a special place in our heart, please make sure to do your research on what type of goat, um, whether it be a milk goat, a dairy goat, or sorry, milk goat and dairy goat are the same thing. <laughs> a milk goat, meat goat, or a fiber goat. Uh, so Please do your research and find what works best for your family and if you're able to see if you're able to reach out to another farm see why they chose their breed and if you're able to visit them or look on the adga website adg.org and check and see if there are any dairy goat shows close to you before i fully end our episode there's one more thing we wanted to talk about and that is specifically why we love our nigerian dwarfs because i did mention that it's important to do your research and find what breed works best for your farm and your family and your goals with that goat Uh, so we're just going to chat about
1: why we chose to continue with nigerian dwarfs mom goats in general are nuts they really are they they have their own personalities they are bright they can get out of any situation. I have seen three of them stick their head through one little square in the fence <laughs> to get to a bag of feed that Emma left close to the fence. It was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident, but still, they're crazy. They're, they're crazy. all okay. <laughs> they're all okay. But the one reason that we really like our Nigerian dwarves is because they're nuts. They're cr- they're like They're all nuts, but the Nigerians have personalities that are just like they'll give you the stink eye and then they'll be your best friend so I just love my Nigerians
0: yeah definitely and they're very vocal Nigerians are very, very vocal. vocal very very vocal uh when I was working at or volunteering for our local dairy goat show this past summer you knew when the Nigerians were in the ring because it was so loud and then the second the Alpines went in it was quiet yes and they scream. Yep, and they know what time exactly what time feed time is. And actually when we we're recording this we're a little bit late,
1: so we're going to be in trouble when we get home. Because they will be yelling at us. Absolutely. At the top, particularly a little one named Rowdy, which keep your eye out for him because he's going to be one of our top bucks. And now all he does is when he sees you, he will yell at you at the <laughs> top of his lungs. And we have another one named Psy, another buck as well, too, that, does, that did the same thing when he was Rowdy's age. Just yell at you.
0: <laughs> they like to communicate, like to strongly enforce their
1: opinions. Or silently enforce their opinions. Mm, yes, we have a couple of those with some really good looks. Yes, like, like uh, Blondie. Mm, yes, Blondie,
0: I am almost certain, is plotting my demise. I think so <laughs> whenever I look at her she always looks so disapproving to me too like what do you think you're doing here she's also the queen of the sideways glance oh my gosh that goat has an rbf that's for sure yes she does so if you have a chance please check out our instagram at cow creek farms mt or we are on facebook same handle cow creek farms mt or you can check out our website www.cowcreekfarmsmt.com tuning into this week's episode of For Goat's Sake. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review and rating. Have a great week!